0: and now the quote of the day no one knows who first coined this phrase think outside the box today let's talk about our profession and how we can improve the profession how we can improve ourselves what it means to have a profession is it a practice profession is it an occupation is it a passion is it a life mission hmm And what is the box? Please don't say it's a cube. Although I guess we could discuss cubism, but I'm not an architect, which is close to an engineer, which at university I was taught to mock engineers because I was in astrophysics and we were above the plane of engineering. Huh, maybe we shouldn't go there. Yeah, so let's go to the episode. Let's get started. If we are inside a box, what does that mean? We have six walls. If you count the ceiling and the floor, sounds like a room or perhaps a small house. We are inside boundaries, inside limitations, inside barriers. What are those barriers? What are those boundaries? What are those walls? Well, if we're talking about the profession, We need to think, hmm, what is it that limits us? We need to think outside those walls. The walls can be built by theories, process, and dare I say it, the code of ethics. (gasps) I said it. Are you still listening? Are you there? Well, you have to be there. We're all inside the same box, right? Aren't we? Within our profession, We have standards. We have guidelines. We have codes. We have norms. We have acceptable boundaries, acceptable decisions. And all of these limit what we can do. They give us that cozy comfort zone to work within. Many times when we are within that cozy place, that safe place where we can make decisions within that, Within that range of accepted norms, we become more at ease with a lot of the problems that we face, with a lot of the dilemmas and the emotional baggage that we carry with us, that we have to walk through to do our job. In that regard, the box is a good thing. But wait, don't we always say we need to have a new perspective? We need to have perspectives of everyone that participates in our work. We need to look through the eyes of others that we are working for to understand their view, their worldview, their understanding of what they're saying and how that affects the other's worldview so that we can create an appropriate interpretation without doing harm. Well, if we need to have all of those different views, doesn't that mean we need to be inside all of their boxes? How can we be in their box while staying in our box? Hmm, sounds like we're boxed in. Wait, we could use all of the boxes to build something new. Maybe a a larger wall of boxes. Maybe put windows in each of the boxes to look over at the other boxes. Huh. Yeah, it sounds kind of silly, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Maybe instead of looking outside of the box or thinking outside of the box or imagining we're in someone else's box, perhaps we should get rid of the box. Oh dear, did I just say get rid of the theories and the interpreting process, the interpreting models, get rid of the code of ethics? It sounds pretty... Ooh, Bad, doesn't it? Well, let's think about that a little bit more. Maybe we can. Many professional organizations, including sign language interpreting associations, have considered changing their codes of ethics over the years. In fact, many have changed it many times. Many have changed the name professional codes of conduct. Why is that? Well, those of us who have been working on such things realize that over time, the culture changes, the norms, the standards, our understanding of our relationship with the communities we serve and the process that we go through in our practice changes. And therefore those codes must change. But what about getting rid of it altogether? The first problem is a professional organization, a profession has a code of ethics to show that we have principles that we stand by, that we follow to protect ourselves and the communities. There are guidelines to show us those limits, those boxes that we have put up, shows us where those boundaries are. But if we're getting rid of the box, How do we handle the concept of the Code of Ethics? One way is to change it to a Code of Conduct. Another way might be changing it to professional guidelines, professional practice guidelines. Hmm, what else would be a better way of putting it? And how do we enforce such things? Or do we enforce them at all? Do we let the clients themselves dictate, and determine what is right and what is wrong? Well, I would say yes. The code of ethics, or whatever we call it, gives us those safe zones, those safe boundaries to protect the interpreter and their work, and to protect the communities. So therefore, we are all stakeholders and should be deciding not only what the code of ethics or the code of conduct says but how we use it what the interpretation of those guidelines is but now let's think why would we want to get rid of the box as a parent i do many crafting activities coloring activities and sometimes i even do them with my daughter many times we sit down when she was younger, and she was going to start drawing a picture. She wants to draw a picture for mommy. I said, oh, what are you going to draw? I'm going to draw mommy and the sun and the clouds and a flower. She wants flowers, so I'm going to give her flowers. And as she starts to create the image in her mind, she starts drawing. And I have to fight the urge to say, well, if you're going to draw the flower, the stem needs to be And don't forget the leaves. Well, the leaves are actually shaped, okay. Well, the flower should be smaller than, or the house, you really need to, okay. Mm -hmm. So I have to suppress the urges that I have of what these things look like. I've found myself, I've taught myself, even though I know as a teacher, let the child be creative. Let them use what they have. What their image is, what they want to bring out in whatever it is they're doing. And I'm there to ask them questions about it or just to be there with them and create alongside them. But when she finishes her picture and she explains it to me, what this looks like, what that is, what this is, and why she did this, it all makes sense from her perspective. Why does mommy and daddy have a face? Long legs, long arms, and big hands. Because from her perspective, that's what we look like. So even though I want to say, you need to make the legs proportional to the body, to the blah, 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 it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And what I get from it is a beautiful, handmade, fresh perspective on her world, on our world. I get to see the world through her eyes and what's important. What are the things in her world that is important to her, that are connected to the things that are important to her? She's not bounded by the box of the standardized shapes and world of reality, because that is her reality, the way she imagines it, the way she sees it. Another story comes from playing different games even playing sports, those who are new at the game, brand new at the game, they tend to do things that are not normal. They think out of the box. The box that we, as old school gamers or the experienced, we know these are the boundaries, these are the rules. But yet, when the new player comes, they surprise us. With innovative, creative ways of doing the same thing. And I've seen that with interpreters as well. You all have. Those of us who are very experienced, we learn from the new interpreters. Many times we say, Huh, I never thought to interpret it that way. I would have never thought to use those signs, but it makes sense in this context. We sometimes get those standardized phrases in sign language when we hear a certain phrase in the spoken language, it's like, oh, I know what I would normally interpret for that and this is what I do. Welcome everyone to the annual conference of blah, 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 blah. We have standardized signing phrases for those moments and it helps us because we're using less effort to get out the interpretation. We can focus on other things that we know are about to hit us. So we have A box of signs that we use. A box of interpretations that are ready for us at any moment to pick and choose from. As experienced interpreters, it's a wonderful tool, hmm, tool box. Interesting, isn't it? But the new interpreters, they don't have that. They don't have that toolbox full of all those limited phrases that we have created. They have to do it on the spot, just like the child has to be creative on the spot from their perspective from their idea of what the world view in that moment is so i say to all of us we need to think out of the box we need to get rid of the box keep some of those tools but stop building walls to keep us from expanding make sure those walls are flexible They have doorways and pathways and hallways into new innovative ways of thinking, innovative ways of working with the interpretations. Step away from the tools. Put the box down and step away. A big thank you to everyone who shares this podcast with a colleague and friend. If you want to support the show even more, check out the show notes for links to buy me a coffee. Because it's very embarrassing to fall asleep during an interview. Thank you. Let's go back. Even if you're not a sci fi fan, you may remember the Star Trek movies. Those of you who are not sci fi fans, let me recall for all of us what the sci fi movies did, especially the second Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. In that movie, we realized finally. That space is not just two dimensional, that the spaceships don't just meet face to face on the same plane, but it's three dimensional space that you can move within. They can meet with one ship above or below, but then in space there is no above or below or behind or beside. It's really difficult to know what is up or down without a reference point. And once we realized that oh the ships don't have to just face each other on the same plane one of them can sneak up from the other side from above what we think is above and come straight down at that ship at a different angle that's very sneaky it's thinking outside of the box it's getting rid of those barriers of two dimensional space and expanding it to having a 360 degree perspective. It's moments like those that teach us that researchers should stop looking at the same old things with the same standardized norms and perspectives. But get rid of those barriers of thought. Get rid of those processes. How does a new interpreter interpret compared to an old interpreter? If we look at each interpretation, we should learn something from both. Each of us should become a new interpreter once in a while. We should drop the toolboxes and pick up the creativity, the inspiration, the new ideas. Not everyone can do this. It's hard. It's hard to change our ways and our habits. It's hard to let go of the box. But we should do it once in a while. We should, especially at workshops, conferences, training sessions, mentoring sessions, coaching sessions. That is where we should step out of those boxes, leave our toolboxes behind, and think anew. Think in a new way. That is where inspiration comes from. That's where invention comes from, creativity, new development, growth in our practice. If we are truly going to be a practice profession, that means we are constantly learning, constantly practicing what we do, constantly developing, breaking the walls, and making new. So I say we can drop the code of ethics. Don't think about the code of ethics in a rule-based way. You have the code of ethics principles in your mind, and that is really do what is right. Do no harm. Think about your consequences. Make that your deciding factor, not the the theories that we have, not what another interpreter has told you, but what is the result? What is the best that I can do even when no one else is looking? Let's not stay in the box and let our work look like a profession. The boxes have their place and they fit in certain places. They give us boundaries for our own actions. They give us a safe feeling when we are lost as to what to do. Tools can help us, but we need to remember that's not everything that we are. We need to practice being a profession. Don't just be someone who looks the part, who looks like an interpreter, but be the interpreter. Practicing your profession daily. The box is something to think about. Let's rethink we use it those tool boxes or the boxes that we create for our safe spaces those boxes that house the theories the processing plans the perspectives the norms the standards that we have in place with codes of ethics codes of conduct standardized behaviors standardized clothing standardized backgrounds Standardized times of swapping, switching, taking turns. Standardized ideas of how many should be in a team and for how long. Let's rethink all of those because we are a practice profession. We should be working towards ongoing development, improving every day for the goals that we all hold dear to improve the services for the clients and communities that we serve so i hope i packaged this box of thoughts for you in a way that is clear and understandable but as always keep calm keep unboxing your interpretation i'll see you next week take care now